welcome to the Players Preview, the all-new show on the ProfitCast Network, where I, Luke McCarg, break down the prospects who are set to enter the league this year via the NFL Draft. So join me as the player gives his opinion on this year's draft class. Welcome indeed. This is the Players Preview. Um, last week we talked about receivers, and we're just going to get right into it this year, or this week. We're going to be talking about running backs. Uh, it's very similar class to last year in the sense that they're a clear 1-2, uh, and then it kind of drops off a bit. Uh, so we'll just start off at the top. My number one is Brees Hall of Iowa State. Um, now, the reason he's number one to me is because not only was he one of the most productive players in college football over the past two seasons, but he's also got great hands out of the backfield um, with o- over 300 yards last year. Uh, he also ran a decent time at the Combine um, at with a 4-3-9. And uh, this is kind of a 1A-1B situation between him and Kenneth Walker. I gave him the edge over Walker because of his pass-catching ability. Um, so, Brees Hall, definitely a guy that I would consider taking in the first round, um, and he's a guy that could potentially be a starter for you week one. And as I referenced earlier, my number two in this class is Kenneth Walker the third of Michigan State. Um, whatever you like between Hall and Walker um, is perfectly fine. Um, they're both very productive in college, especially last year. Um, Kenneth Walker had a phenomenal season, um, was in the running for the Heisman, ended up getting something like fourth or fifth. Um, and like I said, uh, Hall has the edge over him just because, um, he isn't going to give you much, um, out of the backfield. Um, and Hall is more of a, um, you can throw him out there as a third down back. Um, Walker, you're mostly going to play him on the first two downs, um, but he's got good speed, good uh, good cutback ability, um, and he's a uh, fairly compact back, uh, so um, he can run behind his pads a bit as well. So Walker is definitely a great option for a team looking for a running back in the first two rounds, and he could also be a starter um, in the first couple years of his career, maybe even the first year. And number three on my list is Isaiah Spiller. It's a very interesting prospect, uh, given the fact that when you flip his tape on, he looks very explosive and quick, um, but he didn't run the 40 at hit at uh, the NFL Combine, and then when he did run the run the 40 at his pro day, he only ran a 4.6. Uh, and obviously that's pro day time, so it's not official. Um, but it is very strange that um, he looks so explosive on tape, uh, but he really did not run very fast. So that makes me a little weir- uh, wary of him. Um, but at the same time, you just kind of want to trust that um, that was a fluke. Um, and he's very productive at Texas A&M, uh, and it's hard to be productive in the SEC. Had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, uh, and he's just, like I said, exciting to watch on tape. 
uh, big boomer bust kind of prospect. He has a low, uh, low floor and a high ceiling. Um, so if you're drafting him, you're expecting him to hit that high ceiling. Um, so Spiller's definitely a guy you can look at in the um, maybe third round, maybe late second. Uh, this next category of players is all are all players that have some sort of flaw, but at least have something to make you excited. And um, they're all good guys to look at um, in the second, third round. And prospect four of eight. Uh, sorry again for those of you um, who like things to be even. I gave my top 12 last week my top eight. Uh, I know that's probably pretty stressful, but it's really bro uh, broken down into tiers uh, more than just an even number. Uh, but without further ado, my number four is Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. Now, uh, he's pretty small at 5'9". 194, um, and didn't run all that well at the combine, just a 465. Uh, but what you do like about him is he is a great receiver out of the backfield. Um, 315 yards in 2020, 359 in 2021, and had back-to-back 1,000-yard -back, uh, seasons at a prestigious school in Notre Dame. Uh, He'll, he has potential to be a great third down back. Uh, he has no fear in pass block um, or uh, just any kind of any kind of run block or pass block that he has to pick up. So definitely a guy you would look at to have an immediate impact as a third down back uh, and potential to grow into more than that uh, with a couple years on the roster to develop. So Kyron Williams is number four. And number five for me is Kennedy Brooks of Oklahoma. Now, there's a lot to like about Brooks. Um, he is 5'11", 209, um, and has had 3,000-yard seasons at Oklahoma, which is just incredible. He has set records um, at OU. Um, he does have a pretty low ceiling. He only ran a 4.59 at the Combine. Uh, that was 20th, and he's not going to really hit the home run at the pro level. But uh, he will um, get your 5 yards, your 10 yards, whatever you need. Uh, he can get those short yardage, um, maybe uh, first downs uh, that you need. Um, so uh, he's, like I said, very productive in college. Um, and he's a guy that you can definitely look to have an immediate impact, uh, and be an RB2, um, and that's probably the role he'll play in his NFL career, um, but teams need RB2s, uh, you look at the Buccaneers, um, right now they have Leonard Fournette, but if he gets hurt, uh, they're kind of stuck, so Kennedy Brooks, uh, could fill that role, and I know there's a lot of other teams out there, uh, that need backup running backs, so he can fill that void with no problem. And we get to number six on my list, and this is where you find Tyler Beatty of Missouri. Uh, now, Beatty is a guy I like to watch. Um, he's pretty explosive. Um, he's very small, but also shifty. Uh, he, uh, like I said, is not going to, because of his lack of size uh, and physicality, 
um, has a somewhat low ceiling um, because he's not going to be able to finish his runs strongly enough to get that uh, have-to-have-it first down, uh, which limits his role to probably being a backup, kind of like Brooks ahead of him. Um, Brooks gets the edge because he is bigger, um, but Beatty does have more speed, more explosiveness. Um, so Beatty is a guy that um, you can just throw into the rotation, um, and he will get the job done, add a different element to your offense, um, throw him in as a change of pace. Uh, so Beatty is definitely a good guy to bolster your running back room. And that brings us to number seven, which is where you find Pierre Strong from South Dakota State. Uh, he is the highest-ranked FCS running back on my list. Um, the next one you'll find is Quay Holmes of East Tennessee, clear down at 23. Um, but uh, Pierre Strong is definitely a guy you can get excited about. He ran the fastest time of all running backs at the Combine um, with a 437. Uh and he had some great production at SDSU, uh, 1,673 yards last year, um, and had two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 18 and 19. Uh, and he won't give you too much out of the backfield as a pass catcher, um, but he is, uh, like I said, very quick, very shifty, can hit the holes, um, and he's just an exciting player to watch. Now, there is a bit of risk to taking him um, because when you look at his tape, uh, it's kind of hard to decipher. Uh, is this a good player against bad defenses or is this a really good player? Um, so just kind of the level of competition that he faced could uh, determine or could um, show a little bit of risk, uh, but if he can, um, if that's not a fluke, um, playing in the FCS, uh, he could be a really exciting player to watch, so strong, a guy with great upside, but risk. And finally, we get down to number eight, um, where you find Brian Robinson of Alabama. Now, he's another guy that'll probably play that Running back uh, two, um, uh, that'll probably be his role in the NFL because he's kind of a one-tone player. Uh, he doesn't flash great speed, um, although four five three is faster than you would uh, expect a six two, um, two twenty five running back to play at. Um, but he's really just a bowling ball. He's going to run you over, and you really don't want to get in Robinson's way. Um, but his lack of shiftiness uh, could hurt him, um, so that's why his role will probably limited, uh, be limited to being a backup running back um, who can offer a change of pace um, from your quicker running backs. Uh, so Robinson is a guy uh, that... Is kind of a guy is kind of you kind of root for him, um, because uh, he stuck it out at Alabama. Um, plenty of other guys might have transferred out, um, but he waited and he got his shot last year. Had thirteen hundred forty three yards, 
um, so you can really be happy for him. So that concludes my top eight, um, but that isn't where the class ends. Um, I'll give you some of the best of the rest, as well as some guys um, to watch out for who might be um, a little bit overhyped by some scouts. Uh, so some of the best um, of the remaining that I like are Tyler Goodson of Iowa. Um, um, pretty explosive player. Um, also, Sincere McCormick, if you've been listening to the show for a while, um, he's one of the road runners that we um, really like to talk about uh, during the college football season. Uh, Letty Brown is a guy who runs with great power. Um, uh, Abram Smith is very interesting because he's a converted linebacker um, who has switched from running back to linebacker back to running back. Um, but he's a guy that is constantly going to be improving, um, so he's a high upside guy. Jalen Warren looks uh, really fun on tape, uh, kind of a wrecking ball on wheels um, that you don't want to get in his way. Um, uh, Mateo Durant is my favorite guy who wasn't invited to the Combine, um, from Duke, I'm not sure exactly why. He had 1,200 yards last year, 817 the year before that. Um, is pretty shifty on tape. Um, and then Brian Kobach is another guy from Toledo that I'm very curious to see um, how he would have done at the Combine. Um, he's had over 3,000 yards in his career, going on 4,000. Uh, 1,400 yards last year at Toledo. Um and he's another guy that's fun to watch. Uh, Calvin Turner's um, a guy who's played both running back and receiver in his career. Uh, so that those are some of the guys that um, I would look at uh, to kind of cheer for to be drafted that are fun to watch um, that I would want to have on my team. And then finally, some of the guys that I think are a little bit overhyped. Um, we'll start with... Uh, uh, Damian Pierce um, from Florida, uh, and this is a guy that just really wasn't all that productive at Florida. He only rushed for about 700 yards a year, uh, and I think you got to have more proven production than that. There is something to having uh, a high ceiling, but you have to have some sort of floor um, because this guy is a guy who might not even be in the NFL in three years uh, just based on his low ceiling. Uh, and then it's the two uh, Georgia running backs. Um, I like Zemir White a little bit more. He is 17th on my board. Um, but James Cook especially uh, has home run speed on tape, but he really didn't run all that fast at the combine. Uh so there's not really a trait that's all that special when you think that that's when you see that that speed uh might not be there like it looks like. Um so James Cook is a guy I'd be aware of as well as Zemir White. Um so those are some of the main guys that I think uh you got to watch out for. There are several other guys that are just a little bit too high. Ty Chandler, um, especially Rashad White, um, maybe a little higher than I have them, although I do like them as well. 
Um, but that pretty much does it for our running backs segment. Um, so tune in next time uh, on Saturday or probably on Sunday next week. I'll do an episode about quarterbacks. Um, so if you want to learn a little bit more about one of the most important positions on the field, tune in next week. And thanks for listening.